Hey, everybody. I'm Scott Burhang. I'm director of Freight Waves Academy, and I'm here today with my dear friend, Elaine Levin, who is president of Powerhouse based in D.C. Uh, we're going to talk today about fuel, all things fuel. So what do you think, Elaine? What's going on? Well, not much. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just another day in the races, right? Yeah. That's right. I mean, yeah. well, this is, this has really been one for the record books. And actually, uh, I had some statistics I wanted to share with you. You know, Good. we set a bunch of records last month in March of 2022. We had the largest single day up in the futures markets for diesel. We moved up almost 56 cents in one day. We had the highest price ever recorded on the futures market, just above $4.67. We had the biggest day down of 97 cents and the biggest range of $1.29. So if you oh, took the wow. trading from bottom to top throughout March of this year, it moved diesel prices moved wholesale or the futures market $1.74 from top to bottom. So talk about That's volatility insane. you have it. So, you know, for perspective for our listeners, now I've been in the business for 40 years. Elaine and I started working together back in 80, 94, right? Was it 94? Right, so yes. Between the two of us, I mean, I don't think I've ever seen volatility like this. Have you ever seen yeah. anything like this? No, the closest, I was pulling the records, the closest we've come was October of uh, 2008, when we started that fall, when the financial collapse happened after making the then high of just over $4. So, um, you know, it's we've really gone from one extreme to the other from the pandemic where crude went negative now to prices which have come off their highs. But there's still an awful lot of uncertainty surrounding the market, yeah. particularly since we have such low inventories of diesel we have such low inventories of crude and a very uncertain situation in Europe. Right. So, you know, I, and I think what we want to focus on today is to talk for our listeners who are obviously concerned about diesel prices and what it's going to cost them when they have to put fuel in their trucks. Um, so crude is now about 96 bucks, right? Isn't that, I think that's where we're at today. So, you know, looking at it, I, I guess one of the questions that people ask me a lot is, you know, the, the administration has said that they're going to go out, they're going to put a million barrels of the strategic reserves stuff into the market. What what do you think is that is that going to do? Is it going to have any impact or what do you think? Well, you know, we're trying to offset one of uh, the largest producers in the world, which is Russia. I mean, it's the Saudis, it's the Russians, it's us. When you look at the the top producers of crude oil, and so we need that supply, especially since some of our storage uh, Cushing, uh, which is important for the pricing of the futures markets, which people hedge with, and which is an important benchmark, is very very low on supply. I mean, we really could not have this war at a worse time. Because after the pandemic, we just ran down inventories. There was no investment in exploration or refining. And now with this shock, the administration, both here and in Europe, um, the governments of Europe, trying to do everything they can 
to bring prices down. And this is one tool in their arsenal. But while crude oil has responded, because not only is it our release, but we got word this week that Europe and um, some of the other, like, for example, Japan, um, some of the other international energy agency um, countries would be releasing supplies. It's going to help. But in the end, we need diesel fuel because right. you can't run your truck, your plane, you know, your uh, your construction equipment on crude oil. So, sure. you know, we have also lost yeah. refining after the pandemic, and that's not ideal either. And it's all coming as diesel demand is starting to come back. And now that everybody's getting back out on the road and we have all these other issues with getting products to people and getting trucks on the road. So it couldn't come in a more complicated time. So national diesel averages at the at the retail side are about they're over five dollars a gallon now. I mean, it that presents a huge problem for most of the folks that are going to be listening today. Um, so what we tell people, what so just for the the audience. I come from the physical side of the fuel business. Elaine comes from the hedging side of the business. But the two go together. If you have a good buying plan, you've put together your physical plan, you've gone back, you've looked at your volumes, you've negotiated the best deal that you can, you've done all of this stuff, but still you're at the mercy of the market. So that's why it's so important to consider a hedging program, right? But people get put off by hedging. So talk to us a little bit about, about what all that means. Just what is hedging for these guys? What, how can it help them? You know, I like to explain it in the most simple terms is think about it for the average person listening to, to this broadcast. You know, your risk is that prices will go higher and you won't be able to fully pass along those higher prices or it will start to impact the volume of your business. So we can financially look at instruments that, like insurance, have a payoff if the price goes higher, because that's your risk. They're called options. And you pay a premium, just like uh, if I were to buy car insurance or truck insurance, I pay a premium. And in exchange, I would get reimbursed if my prices go above a certain level. Now, the most common benchmark that we use for this is the New York Mercantile Exchange's ultra-low sulfur diesel contract. It's a New York Harbor price, but it, it, it is the benchmark at which most diesel trading uh, occurs off of throughout mm-hmm. the whole country. I mean, yes, there are regional differences, but it's you can't let perfect be the enemy of the good. And we've seen fleets. Um, we I just talked to one the other day who looked at when the pandemic brought prices lower. They said this is a great opportunity to to ensure that we keep that low price in our budget. So they bought a hedge using options out several years. And right now, their diesel is in some months is the equivalent of a dollar sixty a gallon, believe it or not. That's amazing. And the way that that works. Yeah. So so people understand it. When you when you cash these out, it, it's money that goes into your 
account that offsets the increased amount that you have to pay for the physical fuel. That's the concept. That's exactly right. That's right. exactly right. Is there, because, now, no, that's sorry, a wholesale price, but that did not have taxes or anything correct. on top that's of it. Right. You know, right. that was bought. They they were um, wise enough to do this when prices, right. when crude was going negative. But yes, think about this. If I were to get into a car accident on the way home from work today and total my car, my car insured is not going to give me a new car. They're going to give me money to replace right. the car. So the equivalent of an accident when you're hedging is that the price goes above some predetermined level. Right. Uh, it's called the strike price on the futures exchange. If that happens, then you'll have value in your hedging instrument. You're still going to buy your diesel from whoever you buy your diesel from, but what changes is how you finance it because you could have proceeds from <clears throat> the hedge that go to offset the higher price that you're paying right. at the pump. So when now you've dealt with a lot of fleets in, in your business, right? You've, you've Of course, up, yes. That's a big part of your business. So a, a lot of times what people ask me is, am I too small or what size do I have to be? How what, is there is there some kind of barometer that people can think in their head of what what their fuel purchases should be to really make it worthwhile to hedge? Well, we have two venues you can hedge in. One is on exchange into the futures market itself. And those contracts work in 42,000 gallon increments. So if you have 42,000 gallons in any month, and it doesn't have to be in a single location. It could be the total of your the gallons that you're using. You could look to hedge your risk in the futures markets. If that is too large, there are other there's another venue called the over-the-counter market where we have partners and there are market makers who can offer hedging instruments in what we call lesson contract size. And some of those, if you are doing um, a deal, we've done them as small as, you know, in thousands of gallons, not yeah. tens of thousands of gallons. So it's something that really everybody should think about if they're in this business, because the problem with it is, is when fuel prices go up this quickly, you probably didn't budget for that. You had no idea at the beginning of your budget year that your fuel budget was going to blow out by, you know, you know, millions of dollars. So one of the ways to protect yourself is to consider within your company doing something like this. Do you see, so, you know, looking a little bit far, further ahead, do you see anything on the horizon that indicates that the market direction is going to go one particular way or the other? Well, I think it depends on how long the war in Ukraine drags on and what the stomach is for the Europeans to continue to buy Russian oil and gas. Uh, that's really the biggest problem that we have, because, as you know, uh, Western Europe is a large buyer of Russian natural gas. Mm -hmm. They also buy a lot of diesel. If all of a sudden one of the two parties cuts that off, What's your substitute? It's diesel. Diesel is your substitute to run a generator from, for example. So that's why diesel is so key to this whole uh, conflict and why it's so scary that every time there's a any kind of talk about uh, one side or the other, 
doing something to either not want to buy or shut off supply of natural gas to Europe, it that that fear is reflected in the diesel price. And so that's the question. If all of a sudden we woke up and Putin was gone or dead, you know, we'd have a different story. You said that's, that. <laughs> so it's, um, it, it, you know, these these are the things that we're watching for. But in the meantime, there's a scramble to try to get as much production onto the market, as much refining onto the market. The market is paying for it right. through price. But the the other scary thing is if this continues to go on, and we saw some reaction from this yesterday with the Fed trying to tamper down inflation, you know, is recession on the horizon. That's the Money other scary part of all of this. So what's nice about the hedging strategy that we just, uh, you know, talked about is that it's like insurance, that if prices go higher, you have it. But if something changed and next thing you know, love and peace breaks out in the world, you'd have the opportunity to participate in those lower prices. Um, The other thing just I want to mention is, you know, a lot of people who are watching this may say, well, I've got a fuel surcharge. But what we're finding is those fuel surcharges are not keeping pace with what's happening in the market. You know, given those stats I gave you at the beginning of our chat, you know, we're moving very fast. Also, when you start moving a dollar very quickly, you know, even if the fuel surcharge only covers a portion of the gallons that you're going to uh, burn, you know, it can get expensive for what you're you know, using that's not covered by that fuel Absolutely. surcharge. So, you know, one of the things that I've always told people and it's always interesting that people don't go back and they don't look at their fuel buying program until something like this happens, like prices start exploding and now all of a sudden everybody's running for cover and trying to figure it out. So it's a great time to go back and look at your physical side as well, right? So right, you, you want to leverage your volumes. You want to get the best deal that you can. A lot of, the, a lot of folks don't have a very sophisticated buying desk, if you will, within their company, right? Fuel is a necessary evil for them. It's it's a cost center. It's not a revenue center for them. So that's exactly right. Right. So within the structure of a company, how would you go about putting together a hedging program? Well, I think that there's a few things. First, you're going to have to, if this is going to work, you've got to commit to doing this on a regular basis. You know, we tend to see market extremes bring out People either from when prices collapsed, some companies saw that as an opportunity. Now we're getting a lot of calls about, I'm panicked. You know, it's kind of the fear and greed motivators. Now fear is the the motivator du jour. Um, So for this to work, you can't be reactive. You want to be proactive. So you need to commit to doing this regularly. Second, you need to learn about it. Um, the education, these you don't want to do it wrong. So you need to work with 
a good uh, advisor and broker. I always laugh and say there's only one in the United States. And, oh, you just have to Who might that be? I can't imagine. <laughs> but beyond that, you know, we're, we do a lot of education. We have our next hedging class coming up here in Washington, D.C. In, in early May, which you can find information on our, our website. But the... The idea is then once you've decided that you have these gallons that you want to hedge, probably for a lot of the companies that are watching, it would be the CFO or the owner who would be the one who decides to place the the hedge. If you're large enough to have a supply person, it might fall there. But it's not like you're sitting in front of a screen and watching going buy, sell, buy, sell like in the movies. You know, you place your hedge for some period of time, and really the best thing that could happen is that you buy insurance against higher prices and never have to use it. Right, right. Does that mean prices are going down, and hopefully, you know, you're getting your margin. You're getting your margin back, right. So as a company, though, it should be a group of people that decide to embark on a hedging program. But you want to have one person responsible for doing the calls on the market, right? That's correct. Because hedging by committee does not work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. The committee can decide. But by the time these markets move so fast that by the time everybody gets together and agrees, you know, you're 50 cents higher. Yeah. And I do do want to say that uh, to our listeners that Elaine and I have done many, many classes together over the years. Um, We've taught... Like I said, I've done the physical side of the business. She's taught a hedging class. And we put so many people through the hedging class that have gone out and have actually started doing this. And it's changed their business. It's changed their it's changed their lives. It's changed their business. Um, you know, market. I've always said that the good news is or excuse me, the bad news is you have to do the homework. The good news is, is once you do the homework and you figure it out, you don't have to keep doing it, right? You understand right. the need for your company. You understand what the company's risk is. And I think it's real clear that we are in a volatile period. Um, it's not going to change anytime soon. And it's going to be a wave of continued price fluctuations that are going to really whipsaw through this very fragile community of, of people that, you know, we need to have their trucks on the road. So, I mean, I think we got to wind it up here, but I just, I, do you, anything else that you want to add about this? Well, you make a good point about, you know, doing the work. And there are also, one of the things that's been so satisfying for us here at Powerhouse is watching people who take these concepts and go beyond saying, how do I protect my fuel bill to how do I build my business? Could I offer a program where instead of a fuel surcharge, you know, you have some protection against further increases? We've seen companies do this. Could you build your business? Could you, you know, attract new customers or um, retain customers because you're differentiating yourself in the marketplace? And that's always the fun part. You know, you can use these tools for for defense, if you will. But thinking about how to use them to grow your business, you know, if you want to use the same metaphor, offense, you know, how, how can I do better? Well, that's always something that we love talking to companies about. 
And uh, we've seen some really interesting things and people do well with this. So Yeah, well, you have a wealth of experience in this world. Um, I know from my experience in the industry, I've referred many folks over to you that have, it's like I said, it's changed their business. You know, you always say one thing that I I always take away from it when we talk about hedging. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know, hedging is speculating. And you always say, not hedging is speculating. That's so, correct. Because if you're right. at the whims of the market, right. you know, um, yes, you're in the same boat with a lot of people, but... <laughs> Is that really Nobody wants to be on that boat. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That, that boat is not a fun boat to be on. Well, listen, as always, you are a pleasure and it's always so good to talk to you. And, you know, I, I can't say enough about you and your skills and your knowledge of this business. And I oh, go on. Five more minutes. <laughs> well, thank you, Scott. You are the You're best. You're welcome. Really You're do welcome, appreciate it. And uh, it's great to. spending time with you as always. And uh, I look forward, you know, we'll see what happens in the next few months, but keep your seatbelt buckled. And maybe we come back and do this again at some point soon and kind of keep everybody abreast on what's going on. Absolutely. All right. It's thank been a pleasure so as always. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.